This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Former Iowa commit and Alabama left tackle Kane Proctor is officially in the NCAA transfer portal. David Eichel, Sean Bach from HawkeyeInsider.com, 24-7 Sports. To break it all down, uh, obviously huge news. This goes back to a couple weeks ago when we first started hearing kind of rumblings of this. And news doesn't stop, man. And, Sean, you and I have been kind of waiting on this potential news drop to happen. I know you know, going back to even before the the Rose Bowl, you and I were talking, we began to kind of hear some things about Caden and if he was going to enter the portal. And then once that initial window closed, we said, okay, you know, Alabama must have convinced him to stay. But once Nick Saban ended up retiring, I think you and I both kind of knew what was going to follow. So we'll backtrack in a minute, but I just kind of want your perception on how all this has sort of come about. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, too, where you never want to burn those bridges. And that seems to be like this is – the prime example of that. So, yeah, I mean, with Caden, like, obviously had an up and down year at Alabama. I know that was pretty public uh, public with the Iowa fan base and seeing kind of the bumps that he went through. And But he got a lot better as the year went on. But as was the case during the recruiting process, I know we've covered it so many times, but he's really close to his family. And I think that is a big reason why he entered the transfer portal because Tuscaloosa, Alabama is kind of a long ways from Iowa city or in Caden's case, Des Moines or Pleasant Hill, where his family resides. Mm -hmm. So obviously the, the homesickness thing is what we've been hearing. That's kind of the talk around him and the ability to come home. And I mean, he has a good relationship with the coaching staff too. I know a lot of people, look at that situation what happened last year about you know a year and a month ago um and see that as kind of a way of you know that bridge has been burned or there's just not a relationship there it's kind of on bad terms but you know Iowa did the right thing I mean you saw numerous tweets from Tyler Barnes in the fall about Caden and you know obviously with his struggles he had a lot of people a lot of Alabama people hard on him. And I mean, I get it. Like they're, they're a fan base that expects perfection. They're a fan base that expects, you know, just everything to be perfect. And I mean, when you win as many national titles as they have and have had the success that they yeah. had, I totally get it. But to see an opposing director of recruiting, someone on the support staff tweet a tweet, a very, you know, reassuring, thing about another player who kind of jumped ship at the last second or did kind of jump ship at the last second that goes to show a lot of you know how important those relationships are in this day and age of college football because I mean it was the same thing with Caleb Brown it wasn't at this magnitude but Iowa was one of the first schools to recruit him during the recruiting process and then schools like Ohio State Michigan and Notre Dame came in and 
that's something that Caleb remembered too. Like Iowa was one of the first schools or first colleges to stop by St. Rita in Chicago to see Caleb Brown. And that's, I mean, it's not obviously everything. There's so many other factors that go into it, but recruits and prospects remember that types of things and not just recruits, but their parents, their coaches, and that's a big deal to them. So, yeah, I mean, it, all, everything seems to line up with Iowa being the pick. Obviously, you never want to assume assume things in this day and age of college football, but it kind of just seems like a, a perfect fit at this point, considering all the factors that I mentioned before. Yeah, so I did go back through, Sean, and I looked up the exact quote because Tyler Barnes was asked about Caden Proctor in that signing day press conference. And he said, we have a 24-hour rule after losses and losing recruits. And, yeah, it stinks. It stinks. But at the end of the day, it's got to be his choice and what's best for him, his family, and we wish him well. I shot Caden and his parents the same text. Just, hey, best of luck down there. We got you. Ignore all the noise on social media. Uh, You guys have to do what's best for you. And, honestly, in this day and age of the transfer portal, who knows what the future holds. So I think that's really interesting that maybe – I don't want to say Tyler Barnes had a sixth sense about what could potentially happen, but at the same time, dude, like I give Tyler Barnes and that recruiting staff and that coaching staff a lot of credit, a lot of credit for being that mature. Because like you said, let's just call it what it was. Caden spurned him. And what I mean by that too, and again, he has every right, but like in terms of jumping ship at the last minute, right. And Caden in that, next interview when he signed with Alabama said, I didn't feel like settling. And that's another comment that really could have burned that bridge with the Iowa coaching staff. I mean, it burned a bridge with a lot of Iowa fans who were going to wish him well. Then they said, you know what? I don't really care what happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think if Kane ends up committing back to Iowa, I think it shows the maturity of him, quite frankly, because we know that the minority can get a lot of be very vocal on social media and it's not easy to tell, you know, 18, 19-year-old kids, hey, don't listen to what anybody else thinks of you when you have literally hundreds, if not thousands of messages at you wishing you ill or or negative things, right? It does creep in. So I give Caden a lot of credit uh, for having the self-awareness and the maturity to kind of handle that. But it also goes to show where you kind of touched on it, what matters to these recruits and these families and their camps, it's the relationships inside the building. It matters what his relationship is with a lot of the Iowa players. I mean, him and Xavier Wampa are still really close. Uh, you know, a fellow five-star high school teammate of his who plays for Iowa. Uh, the coaching set, George Barnett, who recruited him, who's also a big part of that. He's still in the building. Tyler Barnes. So, again, this is not a done deal to Iowa. I do have a crystal ball pick in right now as well as Steve Wiltfong and a couple other people, and we're hearing a lot of positive buzz. But Proctor does not have a no contact right now in the portal. And I think that that's obviously a big thing, Uh, you know, but at the same time, I was talking to a couple other people, Sean, who really do full-time transfer portal work. And they said it's not uncommon if you enter the portal, even at this time. And even if you know where you're going to not tick the no contact. And I was talking to our our friend, Kankton Smith, who now works the athletic uh, covers Alabama. He just flat out said every team in the country will, could use Caden Proctor. Like his phone's got to be absolutely blowing up right now. Uh, but Iowa's going to do their due, due diligence, and I think Iowa's a lot of factors uh, going in there. But, again, for the fans who are scrubbing their Twitter accounts, deleting old Instagram comments, no matter what happens with Kane Proctor in Iowa, 
I think it shows a lot of growth and a lot of maturity from both parties that this is even a remote possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to burning bridges. Like you just never want to do that stuff in this era of college football because you never know what's going to happen with coaching changes. You never know what's going to happen with guys leaving, you know, homesick, everything like that. Obviously NIL is a factor too with the, with, I'm not saying this decision, but with a number of decisions and it's, it's just how it is nowadays. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's free agency at this point, which I get it, like with the players and stuff, like you want to give the players more power because the coaches can leave on a dime and leave whenever they want. Um, with and we've seen that. I mean, look look at what the ripple effect that Nick Saban had leaving Alabama. Like, there's five or six different programs with new coaches or new staff just because mm-hmm. of Nick Saban leaving Alabama. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I get the move on Cadence part too because. Looking at the fit of the offensive line next year, Jennings, if Caden were to pick Iowa, Jennings Dunker had a really good year at right tackle, but he played exclusively guard before he made that move to right tackle. You have Mason Richmond, a fifth-year guy who really struggled at left tackle this past season. Granted, he struggled with injuries, and that's obviously a burden, and they didn't really have a piece to play at, at that left tackle spot behind them that they felt reliable or they felt comfortable with. So that's if Caden does end up picking Iowa, that's one of the fascinating things to me. Do you kick Dunker inside with his experience, or do you keep Dunker at right tackle, move Richmond inside, then put Caden Proctor at left tackle, and then you have a bunch of depth on the interior? So that's one of the fascinating things to me. I, I would lean more towards Dunker potentially being kicked inside just because he has more of that experience and you can move Mason over to right tackle. But it's one of those things where you don't really want to pencil it in until he's on ca- sure. until practice on campus if it ends up happening. Yeah, and I'm with you. I think obviously he's a plug and play. And this is something that I was trying to think about too, and not to discredit some of the other linemen, but Sean is Caden Proctor. If he st- if he does go to Iowa, may see the best lineman on campus immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, immediately. I mean, he started 14 games in the SEC. He had his best performance of the season against per pro football focus metrics. He had his best game of the season against Georgia in the SEC championship. I mean, he's. I know there were like he was five star coming out of high school, number one offensive tackle in the 2023 yeah. class. But there were a lot of people that I talked to, or at least a number of skeptics who are pretty involved in the football, like scouting industry and stuff like that. And they're kind of like, well, I don't know. Like, does Proctor look like a guard at the next level? Like, I don't know if he has the foot speed. And, you know, I understand that. But, I mean, because it's a big step up from the SEC to the CIML, which is where Proctor played his high school football at that conference. Yep. So, I mean, I, I get the I get the controversy with that and the reason for pessimism with how he can translate to the SEC right away. And you saw those struggles right off the bat. But as Kenny said, like, not everything was his fault. Like, just felt like the Alabama was dysfunctional at that first part of the season. So him coming in would be an immediate big boost. I mean, you think back to his recruitment last year, obviously Alabama had a bunch of offensive linemen leave in the portal last year. That was a big reason why the door was open to Proctor to come to Tuscaloosa. 
he wasn't really planning to start right away. I mean, he probably would have been in the two deeps in the rotation, but I think it caught a lot of people by surprise when he was the starting left tackle in the first part of the season. Now, if he would have came to Iowa, regardless of who was on campus, (laughs) he would have been the starting left tackle or starting right tackle. That's what Iowa wanted him to come in to do. And that's not going to change now. And you get a more mature and more experienced Caden Proctor for at least two seasons if he ends up coming to Iowa. I think that's a bigger win than getting him out of the transfer or than getting him out of high school, which I mean, hindsight's 2020 or however you want to say that phrase. But yeah, I think that's a bigger win than this because now you really know what you can get with him. Yeah, and, you know, I remember saying last year, like, yeah, Caden Proctor would have been great. But I also said, if you talk about a one-year, you're all in to win the Big Ten. I said I would have rather gotten a tackle out of the portal than a freshman Caden Proctor. Like a a three-year starter tackle that was in the portal. I took a lot of heat for that. But now it's like you get Caden Proctor for two years if if Proctor ends up coming to campus. So let's kind of dive in really quick, Sean, about what we're kind of hearing about what's going to happen with Proctor. I, I mentioned a few minutes ago that I do have a crystal ball in right now on Iowa Tulane Proctor. I submitted that fairly quickly after where it became official. He was going to be in the portal. We'd heard rumblings, as you mentioned, of homesickness. And again, the relationships with Iowa are going to play a factor in this situation. I don't know what a timeline looks like, but you know, people want to guarantee from me. I'm just like, I, I can't guarantee anything with the transfer portal. In the NIL, right? It, it's just – it's impossible. Like, you cover recruiting full-time. It's changed how much in the last three years even? Like, a crazy amount, right? I mean, you're you're on your phone even more so than you used to be. I am too. Uh, but at the end of the day, Ohio State, I think, is going to make try to make a run at him. I would not be shocked if Oregon tries to get him again. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that Iowa's Swarm NIL Collective is trying to do everything it can to – at least entice Proctor and maybe a couple other people uh, that they'll potentially go after in the spring. It was actually interesting. I know Brad mentioned on Twitter yesterday, Brad Heinrich, the CEO of the Swarm Collective, they had $100,000 raised yesterday, Sean. And that's from tweeting it out a couple of times. I was from posting on our message board, you know, Iowa message boards across the, you know, the web. That's, that's pretty dang impressive. Uh, but I think he knows that there's a tall task ahead of Iowa, but, if I had to pick right now, I mean, there's a reason why my crystal ball is in for Iowa. Yeah, I mean, I am more conscious. I'm more a little like careful about crystal balls nowadays, just because the magnitude of it and how things can change. And right now, I would I would put my crystal ball in Iowa um, if I were to put one in right now. Obviously, like we said before, it's it. You never know what can really change, but all kind of the rumblings we've heard is that Iowa's in a in a really good spot for him. Now, what happens in the next two weeks or next week and a half? I mean, what, he has he, – the last day to enroll in classes, I think, is January 29th at yep. the University of Iowa. And I think it's pay like a $100 fee. If that's the case, it's probably not a big deal. <laughs> um, but <clears> – <throat> Yeah, I'm I'm I just think the timing of it makes a lot of sense because yes, he's been to Oregon before for official visits, 
Yes, he's been to, you know, a couple other spots that we think could be potential contenders for him. But it just feels like the timing kind of lines up with Iowa. Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's currently a dead period for transfer portal visitors. I believe so. I have to double check that. I, I, you know, I don't know. No, you know, I don't think so for coaching turnovers and the thirty-day okay. window. I don't think that there. I don't think that there's a win there. Yeah. So I mean, maybe, maybe he takes a visit to Iowa. If that's the case, maybe he takes a visit elsewhere. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be quiet. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, everything that we've heard is pointed in Iowa's direction and. That's obviously very optimistic right now that he's going to be a Hawkeye, but you know we'll we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, I don't want to guarantee anything, but it just feels like yeah. it's it's setting up to be in Iowa's favor. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and we've kind of talked about it. it's immediate impact. I mean, you talk about with the new offensive coordinator that whenever that is, we'll be coming in new wide receivers coach whenever that is. I mean, Iowa is going to have some pieces for the new offensive coordinator to make some stuff work. Proctor at left tackle. I mean, Sean, that's probably the second most highly sought-after position in the portal behind quarterback. Um, and Caden Proctor right now, by the way, is the number two overall transfer in this cycle by 24-7 Sports. His former teammate, Caleb Downs, slightly, slightly edged him out for that number one overall spot. So... There's a lot of connections to Iowa. I think it makes a lot of sense. I know some people, you know, from the outside who, you know, are fans of Blue Bloods or not from the Midwest might be confused by this, but it, it sets up. So obviously we'll see how the process plays out, but this is not something that I think is going to linger a terribly long time because, as you mentioned, the 29, and that's just to enroll. Like, I think you have to be in class at that time to really even be eligible. So, I mean, this. This could be wrapped up before the weekend ends, in my opinion, Sean. And that again, that's not anything I'm hearing. That's just basic speculation and trying to put pieces together. So I don't know. Any final thoughts about this? Because I I, I think Kirk Ferentz and company, if they can find a way to get Proctor this time around, I mean, you talk about an absolute immediate impact guy. And, you know, for Iowa fans that want to turn the corner on the offense, I mean, that's that's a heck of a way to kind of kickstart things going into this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have anything else to add Proctor-wise, but I think – sorry, I just got a call and I just totally froze. I don't, really <laughs> think to add Proctor, I don't even think to add Proctor-wise, but just stay tapped into Hawkeye Insider. We have a great sale going on right now, 60% off VIP annual subscription. Obviously, the Caden Proctor saga is one that's you know very relevant right now. and. It's going to be a big, big thing for the next week or so, maybe even days, who knows. Um, And, I mean, we might have some offensive coordinator tidbits in the next couple of days, too. I mean, we'll see what the timeline, the timeline happens to be there, but it's it's coming down to the last couple of weeks or maybe even week or less than a week. I don't know. It's fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a good time, though, to hop on board because there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. I mean, the women's team is rolling. Men's basketball yep. team is winning three in a row. We have a really in-depth scouting report on Purdue up, preview of that game. So it's perfect time, perfect time to get on board. And I think a lot of people on our site would recommend that you join us too. And Beth Getz is a new athletic director. 
as officially as of about two hours ago. So a lot of things happening. Stay locked into HawkeyeInsider.com at Hawkeyes on 247 on Twitter at SBOC 247 and at David Eicholt. We'll be back soon. These, these emergency stormcasts might become more of a thing, Sean, because this news ain't slowing down. Uh, but thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we will talk soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.